Welcome to the Faithful Vegan Podcast, where we bring faith to your kitchen table. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and join us on an amazing journey inside the wonderful world of veganism. And take part in the discussion of food and faith while receiving tips and tools on how to maintain a plant-based diet long-term. Our goal on The Faithful Vegan is to inspire you to live your healthiest life, both spiritually and physically, so that you can complete your God-given mission on Earth. Now let's get into the show with your host, Cersei Blue. Welcome to today's episode of The Faithful Vegan Podcast. I am your host, Cersei Blue, The Faithful Vegan. Today we are bringing to you another amazing guest that will inspire and encourage you to live your healthiest life, both spiritually and physically. I would love to introduce to you Dr. Eric Taylor. He is passionate about health and wellness and how that relates to our faith. Dr. Taylor will debunk the misconceptions of a vegan diet while providing easy tips and tools that anyone can use to eat more healthy. Without further delay, I will let Dr. Taylor share his wealth of information as a physician, his vegan journey, and the faith behind his medicine. Welcome, Dr. Taylor. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking your time to speak with us today. Well, I'm going to just jump right in, and I'm going to ask you probably the most common question that people ask when you decide to go vegan. Where's the beef? Where do vegans get their protein from? That's interesting. You know, it's actually, I find it interesting because when you look at many studies, they actually show that vegans, vegetarians, people in general um, do not, that they get adequate levels of protein. Um, Hmm. But to give you some specifics about that, um, the vegan diet, when people eat, when I talk about vegan I'm referring to people having fully plant-based protein, fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, and whole grains. When people are eating a variety of beans and nuts and fruits and vegetables, you'll be able to get all the protein your body needs. We actually see that people oftentimes get more protein than what the body needs. But you can be able to get plenty of protein if you eat a variety of nuts and beans and fruits and vegetables and whole grains. You'll be able to obtain all the amino acids you need to supply the protein your body needs. Okay, wow. So a lot of times, though, are there any nutritional deficits in the vegan diet? Because I know a lot of times when people want to you know, try a vegan diet, that's one of the things that they're kind of scared of. Like, are there any nutritional uh, deficits like iron or calcium or or the the notorious B12. Are there any gaps there, or is this like a fully diet that you can just live off healthy, completely? You know, as I think about that, the vitamin B12 is probably the most common um, concern people have with doing a vegan diet, and mm-hmm. vitamin B12 is actually made by organisms in your gut. In the humans as well as in animals, we have microorganisms make vitamin B12. So that's probably the one vitamin that people who are doing vegan diets have the greatest chance of having a deficiency in. But there's very simple things people can do to make sure that you actually obtain your vitamin B12. 
a lot of foods nowadays are fortified with vitamin B12. Um, mm-hmm. They have supplements. Even milk has supplements of vitamin B12 added to it, specifically soy milk I've seen, because that's what I use soy milk and almond milk, but soy milk has vitamin B12 supplemented in there. You also see some vitamin B12 um, added to nutritional yeast, and we also find that if people would take a B12 supplement, um, then whether it's liquid, whether it's um, chewable, whether it's sublingual, then actually you'll be able to provide all the vitamin B12 that your body needs um, without any concerns about having a deficiency or a deficit present. So that's just one of the vitamins. That's probably the most common vitamin that I hear. And that when people ask me, when my patients ask me about B12, I say the simplest thing to do is just to take the supplement and then you don't have to worry about um, being deficient in vitamin B12. Um, you know, there's concerns with B12 deficiency because when people are vitamin B12 deficient, then it can actually lead to nerve damage, which is very concerning. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people um, have developed paralysis before because they carry vitamin B12 deficiency. It's just not okay. something we want to happen. People can develop anemia from B12 deficiency. There is increased risk for cognitive deficits and depression mm. associated with that. And recently I've seen there are studies indicating that you can have the walls of the arteries, the intimal thickening can occur, which mm. increases the person's risk to develop cardiovascular disease, which is the number one reason people die in our country. Wow. So basically, if you are going to transition to a vegan diet, B12 is something that you have to be conscious of, making sure that you get that get that, that a- supplement. Absolutely. And that's what I would say. You know, myself, yeah. I take a B12 supplement once a week. And mm-hmm. I have my vitamin B12 levels checked every year. They're always normal. Okay. okay. They're always normal. So it's not something someone has to take something every day. You can, but I take okay. a vitamin B12 supplement once a week. And okay. the amount that I take seems to do very well. Okay. And where where is calcium and iron coming in from? Because you're not drinking conventional dairy milk and cheese. Where are we getting the calcium and the iron from in, in a vegan diet? You know, the neat thing about calcium is there's so many sources in our diet. We can actually get in our dark green leafy vegetables, you find increased mm-hmm. levels of calcium. You find calcium in broccoli and mm-hmm. kale. I think of things like almonds. You have calcium found in almonds. Calcium is found in different types of beans. Mm-hmm. We think of that's where, where collard greens tend to be higher in calcium. Soybeans, white beans, and many times people will find vegan diets eat increased levels of tofu, and tofu has mm-hmm. calcium as well as you're finding protein associated with that. You'd asked me about protein before. We also find higher levels of protein in lentils and peas, Things like nuts and seeds, you find more protein present in there as well. So these types of foods, whether it be tofu, soy milk, um, soy food, sunflower seeds, those kinds of foods have higher levels of protein as well as you're finding the calcium in the dark green vegetables and different beans as well. Oh, wow. I think it, it really debunks the concept of being a vegan because I think what happens is your knowledge of where different sources of vitamins and nutrients come from is expanded because I think usually when you're like your traditional American diet, you're just really boxed into a certain um, foods that provide protein and calcium that now hearing what you said, it's, it, there's an array of 
lentils and vegetables that actually um, carry these things. So that's amazing. I mean, a vegan diet actually opens your your expands your 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 repertoire for all these things rather than narrowing it down. So that's that's actually kind of amazing. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things as well, I know with the vegan diet, people think, okay, you're eating a lot of vegetables, you know, you're not getting a lot. Where's the fat coming from? Because I know that we do need fat in our diet. I mean, that's acknowledged in a lot of the studies now. But if you're eating all these veggies, the, the misconception of that, where's the fat? Where's the fat, fatty foods when the you're fat, eating a vegan diet? You know, as I think about that, you're also, when we talk about the protein and getting in mm-hmm. nuts and beans, you're actually getting mm-hmm. fat with that as well. Nuts seem right. to be higher in fat, but you're actually getting the good type of fat in these nuts. So you're, you're getting fat in your nuts, you're getting fat in the beans, but it's the good type of fat that our body needs. You're not getting high levels of saturated fat, which is more harmful to us. You're getting more polyunsaturated fat, which is going to be more beneficial for us. Okay, wow. So I know a lot of times the vegan diet has been associated with um, helping with certain medical conditions. Can you talk a little bit about um, just what the vegan diet can do in terms of different medical conditions that we face in America today? Um, I know a lot of our listeners may be facing certain medical conditions, and this might be insightful for them. Absolutely. You know, this is something I really enjoy. When we talk about medical diseases, one of the co- most common diseases I see comes to my practice is diabetes and high blood pressure mm. or hypertension. And when we follow a vegan diet, it actually helps to reduce our risk of developing high blood pressure as well as decreasing our risk of developing diabetes. But not only does it reduce the risk, if someone was to develop diabetes and develop high blood pressure, then we can actually see reversal or see improvement in the treatment of these diseases by following a vegan diet. I was recently talking to a patient this past week that came in with diabetes. And I said, you know, if you, that people come in and they ask me, when I have diabetes and I have high blood pressure, I get started medication, do I have to take that the rest of my life? And my statement is that depends on the choices that you make. Because if mm-hmm. you make the right lifestyle choices, then many times we can either reduce the medicine you're taking but, and sometimes even come off of the medication. But... It just kind of depends on what you're able to incorporate into your own lifestyle. So the most common concern that I often have is, as Americans, we think of cardiovascular disease, heart attacks and strokes is the most common reason to die in our country. Mm. And when we follow a vegan diet, you're actually improving your chances of treating these diseases through the lifestyle that you follow. So, Mm. you know, I was at a recent conference about a year ago, and they showed studies showing how when someone has cardiovascular disease, if we go on a vegan diet, you're actually improving your chances of not only treating the disease and slowing the progression of the disease, but they actually saw reversal of the disease by following a vegan diet. That was wow. exciting. That was really exciting. Mm. Um, when you can see that we can reverse diseases like heart disease and, and reduce the risk of developing future recurrent strokes. Um, wow. America, the most common public health problem we have, one of the most common public health problems is obesity. When we follow a vegan diet, these foods tend to be lower in calories. Mm-hmm. And by being lower in calories, then that helps to lessen our chances of developing obesity or even treating 
obesity as well. So we can reduce the risk of developing obesity, which is going to help out with our diabetes, which helps out with the high blood pressure. So this vegan diet, just incorporate these different diseases we have can all be treated, um, and we can see improvement in the treatment of these diseases by following a vegan diet. It also reduces your risk of developing cancers. You know, people are afraid, which is understandably so. There's things like colon cancer reducing our risk because we have lower levels of fat and we have higher levels of fiber, which is so beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, there's wow. so, many, so many different diseases. I get, I get excited because I think about when someone comes mm. to me and talks to me about constipation. That's just a wonderful topic to talk about. <laughs> uh, but when people come in, when they come in and they talk about constipation, it's like, Doc, I just can't can't have my bowel movement. And mm-hmm. so the first question I ask is, well, let's talk about what are you eating? Right. And when I talk to people and find out, you may not know it, but people come in, there are, there are patients I have that eat no vegetables, zero, don't eat any vegetables. They eat very limited fruits. And I say, well, one of the things you can do is start eating more fruits and vegetables. And when you start doing that, you get more fiber into your diet, which is going to help out regulating your bowel so that it works better. Okay, so the, the, the high fiber in the vegan diet is, is very helpful to a lot of things, basically. Absolutely. Wow. So what are some practical ways um, to transition to a vegan diet? If someone says, hey, you know what, this sounds great. I have high blood pressure. I, you know, I have, you know, one of those ailments. What's a, what's a way to transition? Is it safe to just go cold turkey? Is a partial vegan diet still beneficial? What do you suggest? You know, it, it kind of depends on each individual. But what, what I would say is the first thing I encourage everyone to do is regardless of what they're eating, to start incorporating more foods and fiber. Start incorporating more fruits. Start eating more vegetables. Start eating more beans. Eating a small handful of nuts each day. Um, I was actually, when we start doing that, there you're starting to add more of these foods and fiber. It makes it easier for people to transition to going completely vegan by just okay. eating more of the foods, the fruits and vegetables and beans and the whole grains and nuts. When you start eating more of those, you're starting mm. in the right direction. The second thing is as you eat more of those foods, then those foods, many of the foods are 60% water. So you, mm-hmm. that's another benefit to the vegan diet is you're getting more water. A body is 60 to 70% water, and we don't get enough water, and that can lead to dehydration, can lead to muscle spasms, muscle cramps, constipation. You don't mm-hmm. think as well. Your memory is not as well when we get dehydrated. So when we start transitioning, eating more fruits and vegetables and beans, we're getting more water in our diet, and that actually also helps to fill us up. The water helps mm-hmm. to fill us up so we feel more satisfied and when we feel more fat, but we don't eat as much of the foods that are higher in fat. We don't eat as much food as a result of that. So eating more fruits and vegetables and beans, eating more vegan foods is actually going to be beneficial for us because when you eat more, you can't eat as much of everything else because you already feel full. So that's another way that it's helpful. You know, when someone's making the transition, you ask about, can you go cold turkey? Well, for me, I actually transition from being a vegetarian to going to vegan and I just went 
right into it. But I don't always recommend everyone do that because people really need to realize that they have to make sure they eat enough of the variety. If you eat a variety of fruits and vegetables and beans and nuts, you'll get all the nutrients that your body needs. Um, the only one that the biggest concern would be is vitamin B12, but there's a simple answer to that by taking a supplement. So if you eat a variety of these foods, then you'll be able to get all the nutrients that your body needs. And those are simple things that I recommend doing. Another thing to do is, you know, I go on the website or Internet sometimes, and I just type in vegan, and they will bring up all types of sites that show you different recipes where you can find cookbooks, and you can be able to start looking at those cookbooks to start incorporating. I tell my patients, I say, you know what, if you just take, if you're not doing anything vegan, if you take one meal a day, mm. They take one meal a day and say, this particular meal, I'm going to eat this meal vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and that's a step in the right direction. You're heading in the right direction. Some people can go full speed ahead and just do it all at once. But most people that I see have to make a gradual transition. So if they take one meal a day, and then they take one day, and then they take – well, some people have to do one a week. I have one particular mm-hmm. patient say, you know, I, I love my meat. I said, you know what, why don't you just try incorporating eat one meal a day? eat one meal a week, and as they see the benefits, that will encourage them to say, you know, this is helping me feel better, so now I'll do two, now I'll do three, and it makes it easier for them to make that transition. Other things I see happen is sometimes um, there are cooking classes where there are vegan cooking classes people can go to, and they can actually sit in the class and see how people prepare the meal, and then they can eat and taste the food and see how it tastes, and that gives people a a way of learning how to do more vegan baking. Wonderful. So you described a lot about the vegan diet. You seem like you prescribe it to your um, your patients, but tell us a little bit about the fact that you actually live this yourself. Tell about, uh, you, you mentioned that you transitioned to a vegan diet from a vegetarian diet. Can you just tell us a little bit about your journey as a vegan? Because a lot of times, you know, you're prescribing something that you're actually living yourself. So tell us a little bit about your vegan journey. I sure will. When I was, I can remember back when I was 14 years of age. Um, people say 14? I was 14. I was raised as a vegetarian. So mm-hmm. I was raised not as a vegan. I was raised as a vegetarian. I ate, I ate lots of cheese and um, dairy and, and eggs, and I ate that growing up. And as I was reading... I decided, you know what, I want to be healthier because I want my mind to be clear. I want my mind to be clear. So when I was 14, I read about um, going further along and advancing my diet. So I started cutting cheese out of my diet at that point in time. And when I went to college, then I learned even more how to replace these types of foods. I was still eating eggs, but I learned how to replace um, cheese with non-dairy um, alternatives. Um, so then I actually found um, cheeses that were non-dairy at that point in time, and I found soy milk back when I was in college. Well, mm. during that time period, there's been a lot of advances in soy milk in the last 25 years, and I have actually been very thankful for that. I changed because I wanted to <laughs> be healthier. Mm-hmm. I wanted my mind, to be, my mind to be as clear as I possibly could. And over the last 25 years, they have a lot of different flavors now of soy milk, which I think has been beneficial for many people that um, they can make those changes and 
the milk tastes really good to them. So at this point in time, so I went to college and I ch- changed from being vegetarian to being vegan, and I realized that my energy went up. I realized mm-hmm. I slept better. I had more energy. I'd, I didn't have problems with thinking as much. And I knew I wanted to go into medicine, so I really wanted to be able to think as clear as I possibly could. And I realized I just had more energy doing a vegan diet. So it just encouraged me to keep doing it. I, and as I've gotten older and older, I keep learning more and more things. Like I was recently doing a talk on nuts and seeing the benefits to nuts. And I've been mm-hmm. eating nuts, but now I eat even more. It just depends on which types of nuts. Um, right. And I see so many benefits in helping to reduce my risk of developing chronic diseases. It's interesting because when I was 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I was in a life-threatening car accident. And mm-hmm. I really believed that had I not been following the diet, that I've been following the vegan diet, that my mm-hmm. health would not have been in the state it was so that I could recover. You know, with God's help, he brought me back from the accident and I was able to recover much faster than what people anticipated. They didn't know if I'd come back to practicing medicine or certainly not um, two and a half months after I, um, I mean, three months after I went through the life-threatening car accident. So it was just such a blessing. I think that's meant so much to me, being able to think better, have more energy, I sleep better, I'm doing a lot of strength training, and I have no problems getting protein I need and building muscle um, by following the vegan diet. Wow, that's amazing. So one of the things on the Faithful Vegan that we emphasize is we we try to connect how our faith integrates into how we're taking care of our bodies. And I know that you're a man of faith. Can you just tell us how you kind of put it all together, even with, you know, just as within your practice, just how does faith fit into living a more healthy diet and and life overall? You know, when when I think about faith, that's, the whole reason I got started on my vegan diet because I know I want my mind to be as clear as I possibly can. In, in this world, there's so many temptations out there, and the Bible talks about our bodies are God's temple, and it means I need my body to be in the healthiest condition that it can possibly be in so that God can use me in the best manner. And I know when I am keeping my body as healthy as I can, then he provides me with the abilities to do the things that I'm able to do. So my faith in him, trusting him to keep me healthy because I've all the principles he's given, it's going to help me in being able to share with others that I'm not just telling you that I want you to follow this. I want you to do it because it helps you to have a clearer mind. And when you think clearer, when temptations come to you, it's easier to make the right choices because we recognize those temptations and we can depend upon God to help us to overcome those temptations when we face them. When I talk to patients, then we often talk about, well, you know, I, I struggle with this or I struggle with that. And I say, well, mm-hmm. if your mind is clear, you'll recognize mm-hmm. those temptations and it'll be easier for you to overcome that. Because God wants you to have a healthy body. He wants you to have a healthy mind. And when I live a healthy life, when people mm-hmm. see me, they realize Dr. Taylor is not just saying this. He's actually applying it to his own life. I was telling one of my patients, I said, you know, I have to really um, eat even healthier than what I'm doing right now, even do more and exercise more than what I'm doing right now because, you know, I want to be in better shape. And my patients Mm -hmm. look at me and say, you're in very good shape right now. Mm -hmm. I say, 
I realize that, but I also realize I can always do better. So I'm always trying right. to see how can I do better than what I'm already mm-hmm. doing. And wow. God showed me there's different things in my life I can do better with. I just had one other thing I wanted to say in regards, because you, you'd ask about um, foods earlier. And mm. one of the things I didn't think I really commented, sometimes people want worry about being deficient in iron mm-hmm. and, and not getting iron in the body. Well, vegans actually get plenty of iron if they eat a variety of nuts, and a variety of vegetables, things like spinach and kale and broccoli, collards, mm. uh, all brand cereals, different types of beans like lentils and kidney beans. You can actually find iron in these types of foods. So the real key for me is eating a mm. variety of fruits and vegetables and beans and right. nuts and whole grains. When we eat a variety of these foods, we'll be able to get all the nutrients our body needs um, and the only one that I mentioned before is vitamin B12, but there's simple solutions to that one. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Taylor. That was so informative. And I think uh, the viewers have gotten a real good perspective um, on just how broad the vegan diet is and how we can get so much nutrients from various different um, foods. So thank you so much. That was a wealth of information. And I think what I will do is I will take a lot of what you said and put it in the bottom of the podcast so that people can actually see some of these foods that you mentioned um, and be able to just grab those if they're ready to transition. So thank you again, Dr. Carol. I would love to have you on another segment, but thank you so much for your time. That was great. You're welcome. Thank you for allowing me to come. I just I just want people to have a healthy life and as we live longer, healthier lives, it gives us more opportunities to share with others with God and how much he cares about us. Wonderful. Thank Thank you you so much. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Faithful Vegan Podcast. Remember, a healthy body plus a healthy soul equals whole. Be sure to check out our blog at www.searcyblue.com and contact us on Facebook at Searcy Blue, the Faithful Vegan, as well as on Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram at Searcy Blue. 